0: Hey, welcome back to the Kingdom Dynamics podcast. You and I have the joy of the Lord, which is our strength. We're not troubled by these things that are happening in the earth today. But Jesus did warn us. He said, watch out, let no one deceive you. You see, there will be several who will come along using my name, telling you I am the Christ. They will fool lots of people. You're going to hear about wars and actual wars and rumoured wars. Don't get alarmed. This has got to happen. But it does not mean that the end is coming. So Jesus calls these in Matthew 24 the beginning of birth pangs. So from a kingdom perspective, we know that God is beginning to shake the heavens and to shake the earth. We know that God is shaking what can be shaken, so that what remains is the word of God. Hebrews chapter 12 says, The words once more indicate the removing of what can be shaken, that is the created things, so that what can not be shaken remains. And we know that what is unshakable is our faith. Jesus said that my words will never pass away. So we know that this US election, you know, all of these things are going to pass away. Heaven and earth even will pass away. But his words will never pass away. And so this reminds me uh, in Matthew where Jesus is talking about the person who builds their house on the rock. The rock is the Word of God. The Word of God is the only thing that does not pass away. And you've got to remember that Jesus describes the kingdom of God as seed that is planted in men's hearts. So if His Word, which is the seed of the kingdom, is planted in your heart then let it bear fruit jesus says in matthew 7 everyone who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on a rock and the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house but it did not fall Because it had been founded on the words of Jesus. So you and I are safe because we are receiving his word and we're doing his word. I've spoken many times about those people that Jesus loves, but he says to them and he says to you and I, if you love me, you will obey me. So, We need to be those who obey Jesus. Jesus says, don't get divorced, you know, except for marital unfaithfulness. So we cannot get divorced. So are you going to be one who obeys the word of God? We need to be really vigilant these days. These are the days that the love of many grows cold. I said, these are the days that the love of many grows cold. These are the days that there is a great deception. It says in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 that the coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power signs and lying wonders this is happening now this is the antichrist this is the coronavirus it says and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth it says in another part of the bible to thessalonians that they exchange the truth for a lie it goes on to say they, that they might be saved and for this reason God will send them a strong delusion that they should believe the lie that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. So there really is an epic battle going on but guys I don't want you to get lost in the politics I don't want you to get lost in the coronavirus or the economy. As Jesus said, all of these things are the beginning of birth pains. And as I have said in previous podcast episodes, the, I saw a picture where the father showed me that he had touched Jesus on the shoulder as though to say, get ready. The father wasn't sending him back, but he was saying, get ready, I'm about to send you back. 1 Peter 5 says, Be sober and vigilant. Be on alert. Your adversary the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone he may devour. But resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being accomplished. I love that. Accomplished by your brothers who are in the world. After you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself perfect, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. Hallelujah. Colossians chapter 4, verse 2-6. to 6, Continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant with thanksgiving praying for us also that God would open a door for us. So we know that there's concurrent things happening right now. Yes, there's the rise of the Antichrist. Yes, there's the coming of the one world government agenda. Yes, there's the potential for the mark of the beast to be to be imminent right now. Yes, there's the love of many growing cold. You know, Jesus warned us against being offended. Jesus warned us against that. He said, you know, be careful. He said offenses will come. But but woe to he who 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 the offenses come. So I really feel the heart of God today saying to us to stay awake to pray, you know, not out of fear, but there really is a great deception, there really is a great delusion darkness covers the earth but concurrently a glory the the light rises above among us and so I feel like we are awake we are alive by the grace of God we are alive and I feel like it's a a garden of Gethsemane for the church like when Jesus was praying and sweating blood and the disciples were falling asleep I feel like now we are the church. We are the church. The body of Christ in the church is going through a Garden of Gethsemane sort of experience before the rapture, before the end comes. I'm not saying that it's going to happen now or next week or next year, but these things are happening, and we're, this is the beginning of birth pangs. What that means is the shaking is going to increase You know, maybe we're one on the Richter scale. Maybe we're two. Maybe we're three. But we know that when the earthquake gets to 12 or 16, that's not going to be fun. So, but what I'm saying is it is going to increase. It is going to increase. So, it's going to increase with the spreading of the gospel, it's going to increase with with signs and wonders in the church. It's going to increase with people being saved. Yes, I believe it's both and, both a worldwide revival, both water baptisms in millions of people, but it's also going to be the great falling away. And so this is just a message to you guys to love God, to be a lover of the truth, to to pray, What I'm trying to tell you really is you're going to encounter troubles, you know, but to don't lose sight of God, you know, your church might go off the rails, your pastor might go off the rails, your wife might go off the rails, but you stand, you pray, you don't change, you put on your love. You put on your love language, you pray, you fast, you pray in tongues. Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So remember, no matter what is going on, you can stay in the truth. You can stay in love. Don't get distracted by the things that are going on in the world. I'm just going to read you a note. This is a note from my personal journal. Uh, So God was was speaking to me, and I wrote this down. I am preparing the church with battle array. She must bring in the harvest. The time is very short. I see the Father's hand tapping Jesus' shoulder, indicating it's time to get ready. The church is rising. She has been prepared. The bride who is awake now is a warrior bride. We are the generation that sees Jesus come back. Everything begins to unravel with Israel. Look to me. I prepare a table before my church. In this season, you really don't have to worry about anything the army provides the angels provide they mean business we have to preach to the whole earth before the deceiver comes and be deceived the antichrist is rising read psalm 62 we have got to present the gospel to everyone on earth before the mark of the beast comes before they get sucked into the matrix, before they implant their brain into the computers, the church will go out. The church will go out. (laughs) I know that seems a bit crazy, a little bit, about the matrix, and and who knows whether we're going to have brain implants. But what we do know from the Bible is that a great shaking has occurred and a great tribulation has come, And we don't know whether Jesus is coming back today or in a hundred years, but we know that we are in the last days. We know that there is a great falling away. And I just really feel the burden um, of offense. I, I really feel just love people. Please, please love people. Please, it doesn't matter what they did. Remember, God forgave you. God forgave you and I. Jesus said in Luke 17, there will always be temptations to sin, but what sorrow awaits the person through who they come? And he says that offences will come. So please, guys, don't get offended. Don't, get, don't You don't need to defend yourself. You don't need to defend yourself because when God is for you, no one can be against you. If God accepts you, there is no accusing voice. So let God defend you. You know, Joseph was legally required to divorce Mary. It was the right thing to do. She was pregnant before they got married. So the, the 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 right thing to do was for Joseph to divorce her, but God intervened. God had to stop Joseph from doing the right thing. <laughs> That's where you need to be. Okay, so don't what I'm trying to say to you is let room for God to deliver you. Leave room for God to defend you. If you're wife turns against you if your pastor turns against you if your brother turns against you if you're robbed of money if your church goes off the rails don't get offended love them you can see the times just go to a place of prayer go to a place of loving them and prophesy over them the promise God forgave you and he will forgive them and he will give them grace to change In Jesus' name, let me pray for you. Father, I bless this person. Thank you that they have the cross. Thank you that their eyes and ears are open. Thank you that they seek the good thing. They seek the one thing. They chose the better thing. They chose the one good thing. They chose you, Jesus. We are choosing you, and they are choosing you. They are seeking first your kingdom. They sold their Um, all of their goods and they bought the field that contains the kingdom so father i pray you give them the kingdom today as they ask for the kingdom you give it to them as they knock on the door of the kingdom you open it to them as they ask for the kingdom they receive it whoa right now and did you know that god wants to answer your prayers he wants to answer your prayers more than you want him to answer them when you pray according to his will he hears you and you know that you have the thing for which you ask and so i'm agreeing with you today god said you need someone to agree with you i'm a witness i'm touching and agreeing with you so right now why don't you pray for a couple of things and I agree with you. If you're praying according to the word of God, let's not be legalistic, but God wants to give you the desires of your heart. Why don't you ask Him for that? Some things you're not asking because you don't believe. Some things you're not asking because you doubt. Some things you're not asking because you're not quite sure. But just ask. Why don't you just ask God right now for Him to meet your needs? to solve your problems. Remember, the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. God does not want you to have poverty. He does not want you to be homeless. He doesn't want you to be bankrupt. He doesn't want you to be sick. He doesn't want you to need to be on medication. He wants you to be physically free, emotionally free, mentally free, financially free, socially free, spiritually free. He wants you to be in a position where you owe no man anything but to love one another. Just think about this. I, I often think like, if you found yourself in the middle of nowhere in the desert, no food, no water, would would you be okay? If you found yourself locked in solitary confinement, would you be okay? If you died today, would you be okay? If you were in the, in the middle of the ocean in a dinghy with no food and no water, would you be okay because you have God there? Would you need medication? Would you be able to breathe without an asthma puffer? Would you be anxious without your phone? Would you be okay to stand before God naked? Would you have to cover your, yourself? I want you to be able to stand before God naked. I want God to be able to examine your heart and say, well done, my good and faithful servant. You have done everything that I asked you. It's not just the sins of 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 doing wrong things. It's also the sin of not doing the right things. Can you stand before God having done the right things as well as not doing the wrong things. Are you free socially? Would you find that you're socially bankrupt? Would you be in that solitary confinement thinking, I wish I had said goodbye to my family. I wish I had told my brother, my father, that I love them, that I forgave them. Would you be in that boat Do you understand what I'm saying? How much bankruptcy do you have? Do you have spiritual debt that needs to be paid? Because Jesus has already paid the price for your spiritual debt, but he's also paid the price for your emotional debt, for your physical debt. You don't need to be on medication. You don't need to see a psychologist. You don't need to see a psychiatrist. You don't need to get counseling. You don't need Zoloft or Prozac or Valium. Now, you may think you need it now, but what I'm saying is God wants to lead you into all truth. God wants to set you free. Jesus' words are true when he said, the Son sets you free indeed. It may be a process. You may need to be on medication for a period of time, but I'm telling you the truth. God ultimately is leading you to being financially free, spiritually free, physically free, emotionally free. He wants you to be able to be in that place where you don't depend on, on anything else except on him and on his word. Jesus didn't take bread with him. He didn't take money with him. He was completely equipped with the Father. Jesus said, I don't need the bread that you eat. I have bread that you don't even know about because he didn't seem to eat sometimes. <laughs> so this is real. This is available. And this might even be the days that we're getting into. Am I, am I telling you the truth? Am I, by the Spirit of God, preparing his bride for something that's coming, or am I just being an idiot? What if you can't get medication because you don't have the mark of the beast? What if I'm saving your life right now? What if two months from now, or a year from now, you don't receive the vaccine, or you don't comply to whatever totalitarian regime comes next. What if God tells you to go and run to the mountains? Are you going to be okay or are you going to need that medication? Are you going to need that iPhone 1617 <laughs> or whatever version they're up to? I'm setting I'm telling you the truth you and I are being required by God in love we're being given an opportunity to become totally independent of the world system. This is what God is doing right now. He's wanting the church, number one, he's shaking the shackles in the church so that you and I are not tethered to religion, so that churches are not tethered to their building funds and their finances, so pastors aren't tethered to the approval of their congregations. He's removing the political spirit from the church. He's removing the religious system from the church. I see the drive shaft being exchanged and, and, and plugged into the sh- chassis. The wheels and, and the, the chassis are in order but it's the drive shaft that's being exchanged. He's putting in a drive shaft of power. He's putting in a drive shaft of the Father's love. He's wanting to lead the church with fathers who will demonstrate the kingdom of God with power, with signs and wonders following, with, with, with fire and the power of the Holy Ghost. There's going to be deliverance ministry coming to the church. There's going to be confession of sin publicly. There's going to be seven days a week church services and it's going to be fun. And then some of those pastors and leaders who have been controlling, God's going to forgive them. God's going to move on them. And they are actually going to lay down their administration gift. They're going to lay down their leadership gift. And they're going to watch with awe as God manifests himself. And the church, no man is going to lead the church. There may be leaders and deacons and and, and all that, but the Spirit of God is going to have free reign in the church. But you know what, then the good news for those leaders is that God is going to ask them to pick it up again. After a season and a time, if they are willing to lay it down god will cause them that man to pick it up again and to take it to the rest of the world i really believe rev- revival is coming to melbourne and there are going to be revivalists coming out of melbourne many many revivalists and in melbourne you know i never thought of myself as a revivalist but but you catch the fire you just catch the fire and you become a revivalist what does that mean it means that you <laughs> oh you wake up you thought you were awake and then you wake up you know you thought you were on fire but then you really catch on fire so you become a revivalist when you wake up and you catch fire and you have what happens the difference between a real revival and, 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 and not a real revival, is that fire burns. It's, it's going to be easy because fire burns. What, what does that mean? It means that you don't, you don't have to fake it when you've got fire because you cannot touch something without it catching on fire. That's why it's so amazing. That's why it's so beautiful. That's why it's God. That's why people flew to Toronto and to other places in the past. And I'm not saying that God's going to do that again, the same. But what it means is you, you're you going to catch fire. So if you want the fire, just put your hand up and say yes. And I feel like God says, I see that hand, <laughs> you know, I see that hand. Father, would you breathe fire on these people in Jesus' name. Amen.